Um, but this morning I'm just going to present to you the gospel. And uh, because that's what God has laid on my heart. And I'm going to be very clear about it. And very uh, right to the point. Mark chapter number 15. Mark chapter number 15. We'll find our text this morning. Um, somebody needs to hear it in here. Yes, sir. That's 100% fact. And, um, and I'm 100% sure about that. I preached this message some, some time ago in, the book, in August. Um, I preached this message in Scotland. And uh, have not preached it here. And so we're going to try to um, get what the Lord wants for us this morning. Mark chapter number 15. Mark chapter number 15. And uh, we'll find our text there. You can stand. We'll reverse word of God together. And uh, I want you to listen closely and we'll be done quickly. That is a promise this morning. And so Matthew, Mark chapter number 15, verse number 6, the Bible says, Now at that feast, he released unto them one prisoner whomsoever they desired. And they was one, there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them that had insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude crying aloud began to desire, to, to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said unto them, uh, What will ye then that I should do unto whom ye call the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil hath he done? They, cry, they cried out the more exceedingly, Crucify him. And so Pilate, willing to contend the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged them to be crucified. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Lord, we love you. We need your help this morning. I need your help, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'd help whoever needs to hear this message this morning. I pray, God, if it just be for the shout, but Lord, then, then praise the Lord for it. But God, if it be for salvation, we praise your name for it. Lord, move in the midst this morning. Help us, God, to pay attention clearly to the word of God. Help me, Lord, to break it down exactly what it says in clarity. Lord, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen and amen. And so as we come to our text this morning, uh, if we were to read the prior text, we would find that up to this point, there's much happened uh, um, through this week. From the triumphant entry all the way down through, uh, there has been much happenings going on this week. Uh, and so Jesus, in that span of time, Jesus had made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Uh, he had been honored. He had been exalted in king, as kings. Uh, um, they had put the carpet out. Uh, um, they had put many things out that time uh, for Jesus to walk into that place. They were praising him with palm branches in their hands. Uh, um, there was so much that was going on in that time. Uh, and we then find him cleansing the temple as he cast out the money changers uh, which are in the temple there. Uh, and then he goes on and we find him teaching in that temple. Uh, and then the final meeting that Jesus has is in the upper room. Uh, and he's in that upper room. Uh, and when Jesus and the disciples observed the Passover 
as they partake of the blood uh, uh, or the wine and representative of the body and uh, blood and body of Jesus Christ, they took the bread uh, and as they break the cup and said, take, eat, this do in remembrance of me. Uh, as they remembered the things that Jesus was about to do. Uh, how do you remember the things that Jesus is about to do? Uh, well, I'm telling you, He was about to die for their sins and they had no clue. Uh, and he was about to do what all men needed, uh, but not many men wanted uh, and so he was going to die for their sins uh, and from there as he washed their feet uh, we find that Jesus left that place uh, and as night had fallen they made their way up with Peter, James and John to the garden of Gethsemane uh, and there they were in the garden where Jesus prayed in agony uh, as it were his sweat drops of blood uh, as they came down and Satan tormented him in that garden that night but I tell you there was much more happened then and it was there that Judas brought the mob to him. You remember all this very vaguely? Or is it clear? Is it clear to your mind what took place that night? As Jesus was in pure agony. Pure agony. You understand that Jesus did not die an easy death. He didn't die the death that you would like to die. The one where you fall asleep and, you know, you just get to not wake up and open your eyes in heaven with the angels and Jesus himself. It's the death every man dreams to die, but that's not the death Jesus had to deal with. Jesus rather had to deal with a death that was so brutal that was the, I mean, from, from, from Pilate's Hall to Caiaphas, uh, or from Caiaphas to Pilate's Hall and on to Calvary. It was a brutal, brutal time. It was a brutal time. There was nothing easy about that time. But I'm telling you this morning, following that time as as Judas brought the mob to arrest Jesus and he led them away uh, uh, to stand trial in front of the Sanhedrin court very early in that morning, uh, he was standing trial in front of the Sanhedrin, and he, um, and from that point, uh, Jesus left and was taken to stand before Pilate after he had stand before Caiaphas, and and, and after his uh, after his uh, first encounter with Pilate, he is sent to uh, stand before Herod. He's sent to stand before three people, and he goes before Herod, and once again he's sent back to Pilate. And um, all I'm telling you this morning is all this took place in a very short time. And our minds cannot imagine the circumstances that took place here. It breaks my heart just thinking about it. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time this morning. But I cannot imagine the circumstances surrounding the events that we've just read. There was so much that had taken place at this point as they were delivering Jesus to be very much crucified for your sins and my sins. On a typical, this passage is preached in light of the injustice that is brought against the Lord. And it is. It's injustice. But you agree with me that he was truly wronged? It was wrong. It was wrong 
all the charges that were accused, that he was accused of was wrong. Everything that he ever done was, everything that he, that an innocent, holy, sinless man is standing, being accused of something he did not do. Today with the help of the Lord, I'd like to approach this passage from a different angle. I want to look at these verses from the perspective of Barabbas. And uh, I want to think about some things as we look into this and we will in no way detract from the deity or the holiness of the Lord by the things that I'll say because that's not my intentions at all. More than anything, we'll magnify it. Okay? But I'm going to bring you into a, just a thought about surround the moments in Barabbas' life. It's a very, very subtle moments, but I'll preach on this thought this morning. Christ for the criminal. Christ for the criminal. Now you pay close attention this morning. I will be done quickly, okay? Once you notice, number one, there's a reality that Barabbas had to deal with. There's Barabbas and his reality. So I'd like to focus on the life of Barabbas here for just a moment, okay? Follow along with me. Think, think about it. Number one, we read in verse 7, that, and there was a one named Barabbas which lay bound. So Barabbas was detained in prison. We agree with that. Barabbas was detained in prison. In our text we find that he was found guilty of the committed crimes uh, and he lay bound in prison. He had been caught. Uh, he had been found guilty. He had been bound in prison and he was awaiting the punishment for his crimes. And so here he is at this point, and crucifixion was the preferred method of punishment in those days uh, for those found guilty and deserving of death. If you've killed another, you're going to die. It's just as simple as that. There's no other way for it. If you stole, they cut off what you could steal with. I mean, it's just that's the way things worked. Uh, If you killed somebody, then you are going to die. Man, the world would be a better place. But nonetheless, is that he was he was awaiting the punishment for his crimes, and the scriptures do not specifically say. But I'm convinced that the cross that our Lord died for, died on, had been reserved for Barabbas. I'm convinced that it had been reserved from Barabbas. by Pilate, and this man Barabbas had been found guilty of crimes that he had committed, and he was facing the consequences of those crimes. Execution was his next journey. He was fixing to go up the hill of Golgotha and not make one single change for any other man, but he was getting ready to die on the hill of Golgotha, and there was no way of escape. He was bound, he was held by the Roman authorities uh, for his horrendous acts uh, of, on creation. Uh, and history tells us that Roman guards were responsible with their own lives for the safekeeping of prisoners. They, they, uh, clearly I'm having some voice problems this morning, by the way. But they, they were responsible. They were responsible. If somebody else died, if the, if the, if the, if the one that was detained died, so did the one that was not detained. The watcher, the jailer, the whatever you want to call him. Escape was out of the question for Barabbas. 
He was detained in prison. We read in verse 7, uh, um, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him who had mur- committed murder in the insurrection. But Barabbas, not only was he detained in prison, but he was deserving of the punishment. He was deserving. This verse tells us of one of the crimes that he committed was murder. It was murder. This was a crime punishable by death. And in most cases, execution was carried out. And I tell you is that also we find Barabbas was involved in an insurrection. And this speaks of an uprising and a mass to oppose an enemy of any kind. And so it's an uprising. It's a mob. It's a, it's a riot. It's those types of things that's taking place. And he was leading a mass of opposition against the Roman government. That's what he was doing. Do study. Do study. But, but, but he was leading them against. He was trying to lead, back them up. He was trying to stop them. Uh, he was trying to do all those things. Uh, and, you know, it, it, man, it reminds me of something else I'll not say from the pulpit that I'm not going to. But I tell you, they were, they were rising up against the authority uh, and against all of the authority in Roman, uh, the Romans and in Jerusalem. That's what I'm trying to say. He was rising up against them and Barabbas was an insurgent. He was against the ruling of the authority in his day. Um, That's what he was against. He had determined in his heart that he would not submit to those who held authority over him. And so simply put, Barabbas was a rebel who resisted the rule of law. He did all of those things. Also in John chapter 18 and verse number 40, I'm going to turn there and read it for you. The Bible tells us in John chapter 18 and verse number 40, let me just hang tight, I'm finding it. The Bible says uh, very clearly, then cried they all this man, saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. That's what the scripture says. So Barabbas was not only a murderer, uh, um, but he, he was not only a rebel leading the insurrection, uh, but Barabbas was a robber is what he was. Uh, he was a robber. Uh, he was one who took from others to gain his own wealth uh, and own prosperity. Uh, that's what he was. Uh, and he was unconcerned about the welfare of those around him. Uh, but he was only concerned uh, about himself. Barabbas was detained in prison. Barabbas was deserving of his punishment. And then we can read in verse 9 through 11, But Pilate answered them, saying, What will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people that he should rather release them. Barabbas unto them. And Barabbas was desired by the population. We just found everything else about him. He was a robber. He was a murderer. He was a rebel. He led an insurrection. And he was deserving of his punishment, but rather desired by the people. And just, we, we can only imagine the desire of Pilate to pass judgment upon Barabbas. He was leading insurrection against them. We can only imagine he was an enemy of all the state, enemy of all the, the leaders and authority. He had committed crimes that compromised the peace and the authority that Rome sought to keep. And as Pilate gave the Jews a choice, they chose Barabbas over Jesus. The world identified with him and chose him over the Lord too. 
Amen. Because if they wouldn't have, we would still have Bibles in our schools. We would still have Bibles in our courthouses. We would still have prayer in the schools with full liberty to do so. But we have none of those things. They chose Barabbas. They chose Barabbas. And I tell you, is that Pilate consented to the demands of the people rather than doing what he knew was right. I mean, we must note here, they apparently did not choose Barabbas out of love or concern for him. I mean, would you say that they did? I mean, really, they chose Barabbas because they hated Jesus. That's why they chose Barabbas. They didn't chose Barabbas because they wanted Barabbas. But they chose Barabbas because they wanted Jesus out of there because Jesus had went. The Bible says it was because of envy. And that, that, that's why they cast him in. That's why they didn't choose Jesus. He was simply used as a tool to get what they desired of Jesus. And friend, they would rather have a murderer loose among them than to accept what he, what he had for them than to accept this was the Jews. They already neglected him. They had already done those things. And, and I do not need to make much application here. Uh, but the same is true in our day. Uh, the people, the people, the world uh, is willing to embrace uh, others uh, or worldly ideals ab- above the Lord any day. I'm telling you, they will look to any other avenue than to submit to the Lord. Any other avenue. They'll look anywhere. But but we need to understand that their motives are not usually out of they're not usually out of concern either. The world has no desire for your well being. They don't. They don't. They, they might they put on that they do. But they care less. It all, they only seek to suit what's best for them. That's the only thing. And I tell you, it's only about an agenda. It's only about an association. Uh, It has nothing to do with your well-being. And never assume that this world uh, or the things of this world is the best interest for you. Uh, I promise you, you'll you'll lay riches down for here uh, and you'll have no riches up there. Uh, But friend, I would drop the riches here uh, and lay them treasures up in heaven. Uh, Because where your heart is, uh, where your money is, that's where your heart is. Uh, Where everything else is, that's where that is. Is uh, the Bible says, uh, Lay not treasures up for yourself on this earth uh, where moth and rust do corrupt, uh, but lay up treasures for yourself in heaven uh, where no moth, no robber, no thief can come in and steal them uh, or any of those things. We must uh, realize that they don't care about us. Uh, I promise you, the world we live in today wants nothing more than this church to close those doors, cut these lights off, and quit. That's all they care about. It's an agenda. It's an agenda. You say, well, they care really good about me. And I'm getting into it. Politics ought to be more in the pulpit because that's why churches and pulpits are not more in the politics. But I'm telling you, I'm not getting into it much. But I'll tell you this much. We we always thought, and listen, I didn't mind it either, that free money that they gave us. Praise the Lord. Fine. Give it to me. I'll take it. But this is what they've done now. Now they've lowered our tax rate income and all that kind of stuff. Now they're going to get us back, right? Oh, they helped us though. Right? But then they raise everything else and now they're going to get right back in their pockets. That's all they're for. 
And Barabbas, Barabbas was leading this cult. Uh, he was leading these people. Uh, and they would rather choose a robber, a thief, a murderer than the king of kings. He was desired by the population. I tell you, if you better, you better get to a good point in your life where you say, come hell or high water, I choose the Lord. I choose to be a Christian. No matter what else fails me, I choose to be a Christian. I choose to live for the Lord. It doesn't matter if the world wants to give me millions and millions of pots of gold. I choose to live for the Lord. It doesn't matter about how thick my pockets are. But man, one day there's a payday coming. And when I get to heaven, rewards, by the way, rewards are different than crowns. Um, you're going to get crowns in heaven, but you're going to get rewards in heaven. And if, though you don't, if you don't have something stored up, it's basically like a savings account in heaven. And you'll not get them. I mean, we always say the statement, man, well done, that good and faithful servant. He's not going to say that to everybody. I don't believe he's going to say that to everybody, but I'll tell you this much. He ain't going to give you rewards you didn't earn either. And man, what a sad day when you get up there and don't have anything to take with you. Amen. Barabbas and his reality. Third, second, I want you to notice Barabbas and his release. Verse 15, the Bible says, And so Pilate, willing to contend the people, released Barabbas unto them. <laughs> After being pressed to the Jews, Pilate released Barabbas from his bonds. One who was very much guilty was set free. One who was guilty was set free. Christ for the criminal. Christ for the criminal. And friends, I tell you, this is how all of humanity stood. All were bound by sin. All were bound by sin. They were guilty and apart from God. And yet in His mercy, He made the means necessary to escape from those things. Amen. I'm telling you something. Jesus did not die to save you from hell. That's a hard statement, ain't it? But Jesus died to bring you to God. You just get all the good things with it. You just get salvation from hell and you know, you ain't got to worry about separation. But what he saved you for is bringing you into a right relationship right back with the Lord. That's what he saved you for because that's what the fall done in the first place. It just separates you from God. I mean, but, and in turn, since it separated you from God, it also predestined your life to hell. Right. And so, so that's what it was. And, but, but here we have in this, God showed mercy. Showed mercy. And it pleased the Lord to bruise him. That means it pleased the Lord to make Barabbas loose. Right? Think about it. I mean, His mercy, uh, all who come to Him in repentance and salvation. Uh, and notice with me a few points about His release here. Uh, well, we notice, number one, His release was undeserved. It was an undeserved release. We must remember Barabbas had committed murder. He was involved in an uprising, a rebellion against the Roman authority. He was a thief, he was a robber, and he was one who took from others to satisfy his own fleshly lust. And he had been convicted of the crimes that he had committed and was deserving of the punishment that he had received. And beloved, is that not how all of us are? 
Is that not how all of us are? We had committed, we had not, we, maybe we hadn't committed murder. Uh, maybe we had not done that. Uh, but an innocent man died uh, so that you and I could be forgiven. Uh, so that you and I could get to the throne room of God. Uh, and in our sin we had rejected the Lord uh, and the price that was paid for our redemption. Uh, we had rejected every ounce of it. Uh, our lives were lived as enmity unto God. Uh, we were enemies of God. Uh, we resisted His authority. We resisted all that He had in our lives. We refused to submit ourselves to His will and His way. And we refused to listen to His Bible and to do all those things. And friend, we were guilty of insurrection against the kingdom of the Lord. Rebellion. We may not have committed robbery. We may have, but, but we lived a life that had one purpose. It was to please ourselves. Amen. For no matter the cost or the consequences of other, we too were undeserving of any pardon at all. Amen. We were guilty. We deserved the punishment for, for our guilt. And I know, I know what I was, friend. Just get in my mind for a minute. Here's Barabbas. Barabbas is a murderer. Barabbas is waiting on trial. He's waiting on death row. Is where Barabbas is sitting at this point. You understand that if Barabbas wouldn't, if Jesus wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have died the next morning. You realize that, right? The next morning, Barabbas would have been hanging on the cross. And so, so just just imagine in my mind for just a moment that here he is, uh, and his execution was about to come up, uh, and the, the jailer comes in and said, "Barabbas, you're free." Barabbas, you're free. Uh, I could imagine Barabbas shouting for joy. Uh, and maybe he asked a question. Maybe he said something along the lines of saying, I can't believe what I just heard. Uh, what happened? Uh, who set this up? Uh, how did this happen? Uh, and maybe just one short statement uh, uh, could be concealed in all that uh, and said, Jesus is dying in your place. Uh, it does not matter, but Jesus is dying in your place. Uh, that's who made this set up. Uh, Jesus is going to die instead of you and then what a day in my life in your life when we realized that Jesus died so we didn't have to what a better day friend he was, his release was undeserved his release was unexpected now the text doesn't reveal anything about how Barabbas felt or anything along those lines during all this but we don't know if there was any remorse for his crimes we don't know if he just ran through the crowd and said forget all you bye thank you so much and gone out the, out the door and across through the crowd and gone we don't know but we don't know if any of his accusers were there that day all we know is that Pilate argued for the release of Jesus rather than Barabbas he did I mean he went on with it one, right, one could rightly assume that Barabbas never expected to release, at, release to be released Pilate never, never expected to release Barabbas I mean I'm not giving Pilate the easy look out because he still contended to the people but, but, but I don't believe that day he had any, any idea that he was going to release Barabbas. It was not looked upon lightly and smacked on the hand for killing somebody like it is in America nowadays. It's not what it is. It was not in any way, shape, or form, but one could rightly assume that Barabbas never expected to be released that day either. 
He never expected to hear Jesus took your place. He never expected to do that. But maybe early one morning there was a knock on his cell's door that said, come with me, you're released today. Right? Now, my friends, that is certainly how it was for you and me. And I'm telling you, I had no intention of getting saved. I was not seeking the Lord. But praise His name, friend, He was seeking me. And I didn't get up that morning and expecting to receive the greatest gift that I'd ever been given. I had no idea that the Lord of glory was about to come to my soul and bring salvation to one who was undeserving. And I'm telling you something right now. This could be you this morning. Maybe you're lost. And I'm telling you something. You didn't come to get saved. But that's, see, that's just what's going to happen. Because that's how God can work. It's His time. Jesus can save anybody, anytime, anywhere. It does not matter about Him. He knows what He's doing, friend. He already took your place. Barabbas, his release was undeserved. It was unexpected. Then notice right here, it says, And so Pilate, willing to contend the people, released Barabbas unto them. His release was unconditional. I'm telling you, that, that, that may seem rather insignificant in a way, but, but when we look closely to the text, uh, it was really a miracle. The word release there, to release Barabbas and them, the word release in our text means to set free. It means to dismiss. It means to forgive a debt. Uh, it means to uh, discharge uh, one accused of a crime and be set at liberty. It means to do those things. And this was a complete and unconditional release for Barabbas. All of the charges brought against Barabbas were dismissed. He was set free. He was no longer considered guilty. You're understanding this, right? He was considered forgiven. Uh, no longer was he ever considered guilty in any way, shape, or form. Understand, he did nothing to attain this either. He did absolutely nothing. He just walked out free. Friend, I'm telling you, there's evidence of redemption in Christ. And this is salvation. I'm fleshed out before Jesus ever died upon the cross. The guilty was set free. The guilty was cleared of all of their charges. The guilty was able to go. And that surely does something good for my soul this morning. Barabbas is me. I was guilty as charged, deserving of death, and I had no hope within myself. I've been set free, and nothing I could have done would have ever set me free. Uh, there's nothing that I could have done. And then Jesus came to me, uh, and He forgave my debt. Uh, and all the sin I was guilty of was forgiven uh, and forgotten. Uh, and my was debt uh, was marked as paid in full by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, and Jesus completely forgives. Uh, everything Jesus ever done was complete. He completely forgives the sin and the sinner. He completely saves the sinner. There's not a halfway salvation. But friend, I'm telling you, if you'll come to Him, He's able to save you this morning. His release was unconditional. He saved you from the hell that is your home. The hell that is your home 
Man, friend, heaven, uh, he- 100%, hell is avoidable for all. Uh, heaven is available for all. Uh, all, all can come to Jesus Christ. All means all, and that's all that all can mean. Uh, there's no in-between to it. Uh, that is all that it can mean. Uh, Barabbas had his reality. He had his release. Uh, then I want you to notice Barabbas in his reflection. I'm done. In our text, the life of Barabbas bears a reflection that all of us need to understand. It gives us a picture that is shown here. We may not like to admit it, but Barabbas pictures us all. I mean, each and every one who lived in the in this world stood in the same place as Barabbas did. And you know, we may we may never have committed any crimes such as his him against society and the deaths and all of those things, but we committed the crimes against the Son of God. And we were all guilty and contempt before God. Beloved, I tell you, if you're not saved this morning, I'm telling you this morning, you stand in the eyes of God guilty of your own sin. And you are guilty of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And one day you will open your eyes in a devil's hell and you'll never be able to come out of their eternity in the flames of fire. But I'm glad, thank God, that I've escaped that awful place. That not, not, not one thing will ever burn up in that place. A picture that's shown the proceedings which come succeeding followed after it. I I was looking at this passage and considered what took place after the trial of them and there is a great discovery in all of these things because he was never found to be innocent of the charges that were brought against him. He was never found to be innocent. Barabbas was never once cleared of his guilt. I mean, really, you can go through these verses time and time again. I know he was set free, but he was never clear of his guilt. He was never found to be innocent of all the charges that were brought against him. He was proven guilty, and that one's never changed. Now, you think about it. The focus was not on the guilt of Barabbas, though. Think about this. I mean, I, I noticed this as I was going through it. Verse 14, then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil hath he done? They cried out, the more exceedingly crucified. The focus was not on the guilt of Barabbas. The focus was on the fact that Jesus was innocent. Right? All throughout it was focused on what Jesus... He was innocent. Jesus was the focal point of these ways, these dealings. And friend, you know, the, the same is true for all of us. We stand before God, we're all guilty. We're all guilty. This is proven. This is proven all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. It's proven that we're all guilty and it's undeniable. We are all guilty of hell. We are all guilty of sin. We all deserve hell. I mean, sitting in here this morning, that's what I still deserve. The point is not whether we're guilty or deserving of condemnation, though. 
That's not the whole point of salvation. That's not the whole point of everything. Jesus is the main point of our salvation. It's not about what I've done, but it's all about what He done. There's nothing I could have done to attain salvation, but it's all that He done to attain salvation for me. And friend, He is the one who makes all the difference. And if you're lost this morning, when you stand before God, there will be no hope for your good deeds. There will be no hope for how good you are or who you married or who your mom and daddy was or who your brother was or who your preacher was there's no way that the good will outweigh the bad and you'll be able to get in friend the basis of our deeds or our guilt will not be in question but when we stand in front of Jesus Christ someday friend I tell you the mighty judge will look upon us and say he is just like my son. Amen, friend. The only thing that matters is whether the blood of Christ has been applied. And we must have His righteousness or we'll remain condemned and accountable for our sins. His righteousness must be imputed for you. It must be imputed for you. It must be. There's no other way around it. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Romans, uh, in chapter number 8, Now, therefore, there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the Spirit, or walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Uh, there's no more condemnation. Everything that has ever been laid has been put under the blood. Uh, and never, hallelujah, thank God I'm glad about it. Uh, but when we look back at Brabus's life, uh, from Brabus's perspective, uh, we see that it pictures everybody in humanity today. Then we see the pardon submitted. Verse 15, the Bible says, And so Pilate, willing to contend the people, released Barabbas unto them, delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. Crimes have been committed. Justice had been served. You come to the, the, the piano, please. Justice had been served... Someone had to stand accountable for the crimes. Somebody had to die for the crimes that Barabbas had committed. Barabbas the guilty was set free. Christ the innocent was condemned and crucified. It's a transaction, hallelujah. He became sin for us who knew no sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Jesus took Barabbas' place on that cross. And friend, He died so that one who was guilty might be set free. And friend, I'm telling you, even as the events of the crucifixion played out, we on the earth, Jesus became the substitute for one who deserved death. And friend, I'm telling you, this morning, Barabbas was allowed to live because Jesus died. Barabbas was allowed allowed to live forever uh, because Jesus died. Uh, And as I'm closing this morning, uh, I know we're we're not there that day, uh, um, but we were not on trial for our crimes. Uh, Our crimes were not brought up uh, or even discussed in that day. Uh, But even though they were not mentioned before Pilate that morning uh, or that bright morning, uh, we too stood condemned uh, and worthy of death. 
And as I preached this uh, under the tent in Scotland, uh, I began to see people gather. And as uh, things took place, uh, is that what we need uh, is somebody to look to the cross of Calvary uh, and see their condition as a lost sinner uh, and to see His place on Calvary uh, as He died, uh, as He shed His blood. uh, And so you and I could be free. Uh, Friend, the Bible said, as it is written, uh, all have sinned. uh, All have sinned. It is no none righteous. uh, No, not one. The Bible says all have sinned uh, and come short of the glory of God. Uh, The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, uh, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, um, There's a better side of all these things. Uh, There's a better side of those verses. Uh, And friends, I want you to know this morning uh, that Jesus paid uh, the price so that you and I might be free. Uh, But God committed His love toward us. in that while we were yet sinners, uh, Christ died for us. Uh, Jesus took our sin. Uh, he took our shame. Uh, and so that we might be at the right hand of God and have salvation. Man, we are offered life because Jesus chose death. Do you know Him this morning? Do you know Jesus? I'm not talking about hearing Jesus. I'm not talking about knowing His name. I'm talking about do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? Have you ever been washed in the blood of the Lamb of Calvary's flow? Uh, There is only one way. Uh, And friend, I'm telling you this morning, uh, you better get it right with God now. uh, Because Jesus will soon uh, split the eastern sky wide open. uh, And when He does, uh, there'll be a time when it is too late uh, to call. You heard this message this morning. uh, And if you ever feel that way, uh, I would get down to this altar and cry out to a holy God and say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've never been saved and I want to be born again today. Friend, you better listen to the call of God if you would stand to your feet. Um, do you know Him? Do you know Him? Have you ever been saved? Jesus died for every man and so that they could be free. Christ, Christ died for the criminal. For the criminal. Are you right with God this morning? Are you right with God this morning? You need to get saved this morning. Come to the altar if you do. We'll talk it over with you, Lord. We need your help this morning. Lord, if you're working in hearts this morning, we pray, God, that only you and you would be magnified, God. Lord, thank you, God, for taking my place on Calvary's tree. Lord, thank you, God, for taking my place and giving me a seat in heaven. Lord, saving my unworthy, undeserving soul from hell. But Lord, thank you, God, for restoring us back to the place of the Father. Lord, that we can call out to God at any time. Lord, I pray, God, if there be any lost in here this morning. Lord, as I've preached under the sound of my voice, Lord, I pray that your spirit has dwelt and dealt, dealt bountifully with their heart. God, that they could not leave this place this morning and without the hell on their mind. Lord, they could not leave this place this morning without knowing that Jesus died for them. Lord, please, God, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus asking you, God, to please work in our lives. We need your help in Jesus' name. Amen.